1: Today on NFL Fantasy Live, the playoffs have arrived. Every decision you make is magnified. Figure out which overachievers from week 13 we suggest you can trust in Crunch time. Plus, fantasy glory could be just a click away. Our experts go position by position to give you their top starts for week 14. And it's Tuesday. Plenty of waiver wire gems for you to target. Could Johnny Football be worth stashing for your playoff run? Find out next. NFL Fantasy Live starts now. Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. Matt Smith here with the Admiral, Akbar Baja Biamila, Michael Fabiano, the Hoff. And a reminder, you can always tweet the show at NFL Fantasy. That's one word, NFL Fantasy. The playoffs are here for a lot of leagues. So... Still availability for players to make a difference on the waiver wire. Why don't we start with you, Febs? Who do you like?
2: I'm going with Dan Heron because he's the running back now in Indianapolis. Do you think the Colts maybe would do uh, that whole Trent Richardson trade again? Perhaps. Nah, probably not. Oh, no? Because when a third-string running back comes in and replaces you after Ahmad Bradshaw, who is an older back with a lot of injuries, has already been better than you from a fantasy perspective and a reality perspective – This guy is now going to see most of the touches in the backfield for the Colts. And, listen, he's not the greatest running back in the world, but he's got a great quarterback that he's playing with, which means – Stacked hey, fronts are not like going to happen. <laughs> I said he's not the greatest running back in the world. Okay, I mean, come right. on. He's not DeMarco he Murray think, or so. Marshawn Lynch. But
1: he's got Andrew Luck as his quarterback. Exactly. And how
2: many times in week 14 are you going to find a starting running back on the waiver wire? Stevie
1: Johnson, Akbar? Yes, Stevie what, Johnson. What do you know that we
3: don't? You know what? I'll tell you this. Remember the game. That he's going up against who? The Oakland Raiders, right? And we saw Tavon Austin get the highest target that he ever got. Oh, well, actually, he's tied his highest target. For the year against the Raiders. When teams go up against the Raiders, they like to start to, I don't want to call it practice because that would be an insult to the Raiders, you but just, they want to open up that. the playbook to be able to work on things that they've struggled. So this, for, for them, is going to opportunity to get Stevie Johnson going in this offense. I think Colin Kaepernick will target Stevie Johnson a ton in this game. Last week, he was the highest targeted guy for the San Francisco 49ers. I don't see why that won't carry you know, I mean, over. That's a
1: product of Richard Sherman, you know, and trying to stay away from him. Rightfully so, they probably should have stayed away from And, him and, and so line. what
3: happens when you don't have any coverage? <laughs> Who do you think is is going to be open. That guy is very quick
1: off the line. Everybody. I can tell you
3: that right
4: all now. Right.
1: There you have it. We're going to have plenty more waiver-wire targets later in the show, but for now, we throw it over to Marcus Grant and Adam Rank.
4: Thank you, Money. We are here, as we always are, getting you caught up with all the latest news and notes from around the National Football League, and we will get started down in the desert. That is where Arizona Cardinals head coach Bruce Arians told reporters Monday that running back Andre Ellington will not practice on Wednesday Ellington left last Sunday's game against the Falcons in the second quarter due to a hip pointer injury and did not return. According to Ian Rappaport, Ellington underwent treatment this week and hopes to not miss any game time. So, Frank, if Ellington is out, is there a Cardinals back you trust this week?
5: Trust is such a tricky word it right is. here. But the one guy I would be looking after is Marion Grice. He seems like the guy who would end up getting the majority of the carries. And, of course, I liked him You know, watching him at Arizona State. So, I – that's the guy I would go with. I, it's a good matchup. That's the one. That's the one thing that's troubling. Like I would want to play Ellington this week, but it, the matchup. But it's the playoffs. I don't know that I would trust starting Marion Grice this week. It's like a throwback to August. You talking about Marion Grice? See, again. it all comes it full all, circle.
4: Time is a flat circle. Ian Rappaport is also reporting the Giants running back Rashad Jennings is not expected to miss any time. Jennings left the game Sunday against the Jaguars in the fourth quarter after injuring his ankle and didn't return. If Jennings does start this week against the Titans, are you hesitant at all to put him in your lineup?
5: No, not at all. I would absolutely start him this week. It's a great matchup against the Titans who give up a lot of points to pretty much everybody. If, it, if Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to go out there and make your defense look silly, I really don't have any qualms about starting anybody against him. I would even pick up Eli Manning and start him this week if you're that desperate for a quarterback in your playoff run. That you're not nervous says a
4: lot about this matchup.
5: Right? And I'm a a panicky guy. You are. I'm the guy. I'm shaky. I'm second-guessing every decision I ever make. Absolutely. So your confidence makes me
4: confident. I'm inspired. I'm glad I can help. Some good news for folks in the nation's capital. Wide receiver Deshaun Jackson isn't expected to miss any time. This, according to Ian Rappaport, Jackson was carted off the field last Sunday against the Colts and has a fibula contusion. Assuming d does play this week against the Rams, would you trust him rank as a flex play?
5: I do like him as their top option there, yes. I would play him. He's a dynamic receiver. He is somebody I expect Colt McCoy to look at quite extensively in this game. So if he's playing, and as long as he practices this week, I don't want to get into a situation where he's missing most of the games. If he doesn't practice on Friday, that's where I would pump the brakes. But if he practices this week and if he's good to go on Friday, then I would have him in my lineup on Sunday.
4: It's like he and Colt McCoy seem to have a little bit of a connection going. They do. Too, they so. really do.
5: I think Colt McCoy has this weird thing about him where he's like, who's my best receiver? Okay, I'm going to throw it to him. That's a weird RG3 thing. rg 3 didn't do that a lot. So strange. So, yeah. So, so Colt McCoy, it's a, it's a different thing there. Absolutely.
4: More wide receiver news on Monday. Falcons head coach Mike Smith said he anticipates that receiver Roddy White will be ready to go in week 14. White was a late scratch last week against the Cardinals and sat out due to an ankle sprain. Falcons play the Packers on Monday night, so this is a tricky situation. Is it worth waiting on Roddy White and putting him in, or do you maybe go out and grab Harry Douglas off
5: waivers? Absolutely not. I wouldn't pick up either one of the. I wouldn't play Roddy White. I wouldn't chase the points with Harry Douglas. I would avoid this situation altogether. The only guy I would really trust is Julio Jones, and even then, I would be a little bit apprehensive because the offensive line is still shaky. They had one great game, and I want to congratulate on them on that. They went out and played very well, but they are going to be playing on Monday night in Lambeau Field where it's cold. Don't team outside at night in the cold. I don't want anything to do with them, but Julio has that special talent to where, okay, I'll play him as a wide receiver too, but those other guys, no thank you. But Atlanta's making the push to be a playoff team. (laughs) (laughs) All right. For more now, we'll throw it back
4: to Money and the Guys.
1: All right. Thank you, uh, gentlemen. How about a Monday nighter to decide who's in, who's out? Were there highlights fantasy in
4: this game? Yeah, We're going to try. Lights.
1: We're going to try because the Jets start things off. Running First the ball. <laughs> on a second and four, Chris oh! Johnson. That's right. Whoa. CJ2K looking there. Those live legs, 47 yards down to the Miami 20-yard line. Let's see Next Johnson. play. Did you start Greg Salas? I hope so because on the Jets' way. Right? Oh, no. Oh no, there's Miami.
2: Yeah, oh. did he pull a hammy there?
1: He did actually. Or is he just really slow? Did score the touchdown, though. Wallace, uh, <laughs> by the way, owned, owned. in. Zero, zero, zero percent, percent of the lead. Zero percent. Dolphins now driving in the third, third and six. Tannehill oh. airs it out. Mike Wallace. oh, come caught. on, got a chance. That was a great placement. Leads to a Miami field goal after a blocked punt. Here we go. Finn set up on a 41. Tannehill tipped by Lamar Miller. Oh. And yeah, yeah, there's a pick. Jets can't do anything with it. Score stays at 13 to 6. So to the fourth. we go. Miami works the ball to the 4-yard line. Second and goal and number 26 Lamont Miller Finally from the youth. Into the end zone. Punches it into the end zone. 12.7 fantasy points for Miller ties the game at 13. Jets down 16-13 driving first and 10. Geno back to pass. Has his tight end Cumberland. Oh, dip to the air. Intercepted you by Rashad knew that. Was Jones takes for Geno knee. Smith. And uh, Dolphins win. Dolphins win. Dolphins win. The Dolphins win.
3: Miami Dolphins. Let's see what we got here. Michael K. Uh, did not like that. Two ball. and a
1: half. And uh, you got the 6.8 and the 3.3. Oh, hey, the Dolphins defense got you eight fantasy points. That's pretty good. That is just, ooh. I had a a, fantasy uh,
2: cemetery right there. I had a (laughs) a one-and-a-half point. Like, what do you say to this? It's just quiet. I had a
1: a one-and-a-half point lead in a league to determine a bye. I had Jarvis Landry. He had Ryan (laughs) Panahill. He beat me by, like, three-tenths of a point for a bye. So, I was forced to watch that entire Monday Uh, night, like many a folk out there. I
3: will say, I did predict Eric Decker yesterday to have zero points. He, He did. Better than I anticipated. 1.8. A little bit. we yeah. We'll Dead start bust. with the
1: Dolphins. Uh, Ryan Tannehill gets the win. A lot of us thought that was going to be a great spot start. It was not. Only nine fantasy points. What about moving forward? Is he a start?
2: I did like Tannehill a lot in this game, and unfortunately, he did not do much. It was a great matchup. It just didn't happen. But I'm still trusting him moving forward, especially against the Ravens. Wait, Fabiano, are you crazy? Are you crazy against the Ravens? Ravens? Baltimore's pass defense is lousy. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that. Ever since Jimmy Smith has been injured, they have been rotten. So I still like Tannehill. This is a bump in the road for him.
3: Well, you know, I'm right there with you. I think he, he's been he's been on the upper trend. He's been getting better, learning from his mistakes. I, I think that I, I'm a fan of Ryan Tannehill as well. But you better be struggling at that quarterback position, though, in the, in week 14 before you play
1: him. One thing that was surprising last night that we saw against Denver was that read option. There wasn't a lot of it. And yeah. Lamar Miller and Ryan Tannehill were doing a number together. Lamar still got you good numbers, though, Akbar.
3: Yeah, he did. I mean, you, get, you got 12 fantasy points out of 67 yards and a touchdown. That's productive enough for you to – rely on him against the Go, Ravens uh, next week uh, you no know, probably not against, no uh,
1: Ravens run defense you know uh, defense you you, because
3: yeah. like when it's the playoffs you need everybody to be in sync and I, I'm going to say you stay away from Lamar McMillan I mean he's going to probably give you somewhere around nine fantasy points perhaps but I don't think that's good enough if you want to win
1: I would say the uh, the bread and butter of Miami's offense is running the football. And when you think about this, is an elimination game almost between the Ravens sure. and and the Dolphins. But what does the
3: scouting report say? Because the scouting report, if, so I'm, if the I'm the Miami Dolphins, I'm looking at the Baltimore Ravens, and I see that they've had a bunch of guys rotating there in that secondary group. They've had six guys okay. rotate through that secondary so group. Then, Ryan Tannehill, all of a sudden you get Landry involved. Okay, let's get talk Michael about Jarvis Landry then. Yeah, Jarvis, Jarvis Landry, Landry
1: who uh, has been targeted quite a bit, a team high 11 targets as a matter of fact, Monday night, still owned in less than 10% of the leagues. Is he worth picking up and stashing for the playoffs? Yes,
2: absolutely. And starting this week. He should be added already, uh, but a lot of people uh, are asleep out there. Must have been too much tryptophan from the turkey (laughs) on (laughs) Thanksgiving. He did have 11 targets, and in PPR, he was great last night. I mean, over 14 fantasy points. And again, guys, don't let the Ravens' defense scare you in terms of pass. Okay, they're not good against the pass this year, which means Jarvis Landry is a nice little sleeper as a three, especially in PPR leagues. And on top of that, Bill
3: Lazor likes to keep everything in front for Tannehill. This is not Mike Sherman's offense where he was making a lot of mistakes because he was trying to force it down the field, get Mike Wallace involved. Landry is that intermediate guy. He does a lot of stuff right there in those intermediate routes, which allows him to keep the offense moving, moving the chains for Ryan Tannehill on that offense. That's where the Lamar Miller in the passing game could be effective, but I think it's Jarvis Landry who's going to help them move the change.
1: Let's go to the other sideline, and and this is sort of a a big picture conversation about next season and Percy Harvin, because you take a look at this board here. You see the ownership right there on the left column. Percy Harvin sandwiched between Anquan Bolden and Torrey Smith. You see Sanu and Beckham below him, Keenan Allen, Steve Smith Sr. above them. Look at the points per game, all right? You've got 12 at the top end there for Beckham. Low end on this board is 8 per game for Keenan Allen. Percy Harvin is getting you 5.4, barely got you anything last night. This is the first time in a long time that Percy's lack of production cannot be blamed on injuries. So what do you do about Percy well, next well, year in well, fantasy? let
3: me first say this, and I would, I'd like for you to chime in. The guys who own Percy Harvin, these are the same guys that own Prada, Louis Vuitton bags and <laughs> They're they into name brand stuff. Those are the high-end guys that shop at Nordstrom's and these kind of things. What's it called, Prada? Pr- Prada. You, 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 not familiar. You, you're not familiar, okay. <laughs> so, but those
2: are people who own Percy Harvin because that's all it is, is a love fest. You love his name. That's it. His name value. Harvin and Eric Decker are at the top of my bust list for this year, yeah. right along with Vernon Davis. I'm just not a fan of Percy Harvin anymore. If he goes to Seattle. You know what happens when wide receivers go to Seattle? <laughs> well, oh, it's not good. Uh, you, you it's not good at all. With, so with right now, them. I mean, you're looking at Percy Harvin as a guy. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're definitely sleepless if you've kept Percy Harvin this give me, year. Give me some other but, <laughs> brands,
1: Akbar. Give me some other. What is it, Lewis? Well, you Lewis, well, Lewis, so look, Lewis I wore
2: a custom suit made by oh, Woody Wilson. Yeah. So, I'm not I mean, even that's good that's enough that's to sit next <laughs> to this man right now. Percy Harvin, late-round pick next year. That's oh, it.
1: Yeah. Too many wide receivers. Yeah. I'm not touching them. Coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, Andrew Luck had five TDs on Sunday, but was that enough for the Twitterverse? Stick around, see what players and fans say. You're so fancy. Out help now. their teams most this past weekend, and you won't want to miss Marcus Grant's fantasy breakdown. Targets, touch leaders caught his eye in week 13. You'll see him, And what it means for your lineups this year is NFL Fantasy Live. Goop. Time now for Game Changers, presented by Moe's. This season, we look to you, our viewers, for help to decide which performances made the biggest impact for your fantasy teams. You can tweet us using the hashtag Game Changers, and maybe one of those tweets is just going to be featured on an episode of NFL Fantasy Live, like it's about to. This very moment for some of you, the lucky fans. Akbar, why don't you get us started with Andrew Luck.
3: Well, you know, sometimes numbers can be skewed, and then other times they show kind of the volume of who you're dealing with. And I think for Andrew Luck, it is who he is. It's the sum of who he is. Because you look at what he did. I mean, this his production, five touchdowns, 370 yards, and this is after starting that first drive very slow. They had a fumble. They had he had an interception. But the, his ability to bounce back and to utilize his weapons just spoke, speak to me. We already know what he can do. We already know he's smart and he's got the arm strength. He's got the, all that stuff for him. But I think this is a guy that we know that during the playoffs is going to help you win your, your fantasy
1: league. Yeah, I mean, two weeks hands ago. Down. Two weeks ago, we were like, yeah. "Uh oh, this offense without Ahmad Bradshaw might be trouble." And then, boom, comes right back and, and lights up that Washington it Redskins it defense. Uh, Fabs, we stick with the quarterback position, and what we hope is the beginning of a strong playoff run. For I would years.
2: argue that there is not a happier person playing fantasy football. Man than Matt Money-Smith right. because he's got Drew he Brees coming Watson. off a five-touchdown game and with a great stretch of opponents coming forward. This week he plays the Panthers. Money's in the playoffs. Enough. You're going to be like Manziel out there, man. You're going to be doing the money sign. That's right. Because Drew Brees is likely to lead you deep into your playoffs.
1: Well, if he's going to, uh, it's likely that I'm going to come across a young man by the name of Le'Veon Bell. We predicted this time and time again about four weeks ago, five weeks ago when it wasn't looking good, Fabs. But Akbar, Le'Veon Bell came on strong. It's the winter months. And he's doing it for people.
3: He's one of the most consistent running backs out there. I mean, he just continues to. They they rely on him. And the way he ran against the New Orleans Saints, it was just evident that he's going to continue to do that. But then the way he also was in the passing game, 150-plus yards in the passing game, Boy, that's very good for Definitely. Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger now has another guy that he can throw to on top of Antonio Brown, on top of Martavis Bryant. This guy is going to be explosive during the fantasy playoffs. Is Bell a top three pick next year? Absolutely. Come on, what? I'm even. Gonna, I'm going to one up you. He's probably top two. How about that? Whoa. His ability in the passing game, 156, huh? <laughs> top two. I know you are.
1: Because it's such you are. a dramatic difference. <laughs> yeah, there is. I mean, how far can you we go? Thought, uh, we thought Justin Forsett was going to run away with the waiver wire pickup of the year. He keeps going. Trey Mason may give him a run if he posts big numbers in the playoffs. Well,
2: keep in mind, this was his first big game of the entire year. The last time he had double digit fantasy points was actually against the Seahawks several weeks ago. No, it was against the Seahawks. So this game was against the Raiders. Raiders, Raiders, And we predicted this. I mean, the Raiders can't stop anybody. That's why I actually like Frank Gore this week, believe it or not. (laughs) But don't chase the points with Mason. He's not an RB1, he's not an RB2. He is a flex starter. And the Redskins, their defense has been pretty good against the run at home. But at least last week, Mason was a fantasy superstar.
1: Uh, I will go to the man that posted more points for you, Ryan, and all of his owners than any other wide receiver in the league this week. How about DeAndre Hopkins and the Clemson Tigers continue to put it on the NFL. uh, He had a monster of a game, 238 yards, two touchdowns. That is 35.8 fantasy points. The Titans have been bad. They are playing The Jaguars in Jacksonville. That defense a little bit better than maybe people give them credit for, but they are still allowing a whole lot of points through the air. So if DeAndre was your flex starter, I'm going to say he is definitely staying in the flex and may be a wide receiver, too, for you this coming week. That was Game Changers presented by Bose. For more now, we throw it over to Adam and Marcus.
5: Thanks, Monty. We're breaking down the players with the most targets and backfield opportunities from Week 13. So let's take a look, Marcus, at who made the list. And we will start with the most targeted players. A tight end is sneaking into the list. Heath Miller there with 14 targets on eight receptions. Some of the usual cast of characters you would expect. Demarius Thomas, Josh Gordon, Alshon Jeffrey, Julio Jones, and Harry Douglas did pretty well. But... Keenan Allen, a guy that you talked about last week, Marcus, a guy that you said was going to come out and have a good game. I think he did.
4: He did. He had a better game even than I would have expected. To see that, the 121 yards, a couple of touchdowns against the Baltimore Ravens, and his targets have been there all year long. He just hadn't produced the yardage numbers or the touchdown numbers until recently. He had really been kind of on the level of a possession receiver. Hopefully you stuck with him. Hopefully you got these numbers from him on Sunday. The problem is His schedule the rest of the way, not particularly favorable. He's got the Patriots this week. He still has some tough matchups with the Chiefs and the Broncos coming. So, this might have been the last bit of huge production you saw from him, but just because the ball keeps coming in his direction, he's hard to
5: completely give up on. Absolutely. What about Megatron? He had a very good game on Thanksgiving.
4: He had a huge game. In fact, it was his second biggest game of the season. You see that, the 26.6 fantasy points. He was all over the place. He got going early and often in this one and making Megatron type catches for touchdowns, but the only really huge game he had this year was in week one. He hadn't really done anything like this since that first game of the season, but hopefully this is the start of Megatron being Megatron for the rest of the year.
5: All right, you've got the brains, I've got the bronze, I've also got the list of the week 13 players with the most backfield opportunities and there we see some of the guys we've been talking about, an awful lot, C.J. Anderson, Le'Veon Bell, Shot Jennings, Justin Forsett, LaShawn McCoy, Joyce Bell, Fred Jackson, a couple of guys sneaking in there at the bottom. Somebody to keep an eye on going forward. But they, the guy we got to talk about, C.J. Anderson, absolutely fantastic against the Chiefs on Sunday night. What did you see out of him?
4: Well, I see C.J. Anderson being the guy that is pretty much taking control of that Broncos running game right now. Who knows what happens? In 2015, But I think for the rest of 2014, this one belongs to C.J. Anderson. It's almost like those days back when Mike Shanahan was coaching Denver and they would plug and play running backs right. and everybody would succeed. Anderson's that guy. He's been at the top of the backfield opportunities list two weeks in a row, and I don't really see anything changing for the foreseeable future, especially as it starts to get cold in Denver.
5: C.J. Anderson has averaged 5.5 yards per carry. Ronnie Hillman was at 4.2, so I don't see him losing that job anytime soon. DeMarco Murray. Do you see something a little bit troubling ahead for him? A little bit. The first seven games of the season, Murray
4: averaged 27 carries per game. The last five, that number has dropped to about 20 carries per game. Part of it could be the Cowboys trying to get him rested up and make sure he's healthy for any sort of a playoff run. But part of it is that they have put the ball in Tony Romo's hands a little more often. I would think this week on Thursday night, where it should be very cold in Chicago on a Generally, an uh, awful field there at Soldier Field. You could see a little more of DeMarco Murray this week.
5: Yeah, it's one of those situations where you're pot committed with DeMarco Murray Absolutely. at this point. It's yes. not like you're going to go out and start Isaiah Crowell over him I or hope anything not. like that. Right. I might, though. I'm a little bit crazy. You are but... a little crazy like that. But great stuff. The column is called Fantasy Breakdown. Make sure you look for it. Marcus puts in a lot of time with it, and he would really appreciate it. All right, still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, we're hitting the waiver wire to find you the golden ticket. See which players our experts say you have to pick up for your championship run.
1: Time now to hit the waiver wire as we welcome you back to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose Matt Bunny Smith here with Adam Rank, the Hoff, Michael Fabiano, and Marcus Grant. The playoffs kick off this week for a lot of leagues, so still an opportunity for you to improve. That roster, still an opportunity to target certain players on the waiver wire. Fads, who are you looking at?
2: Well, Latavius Murray was one of these guys that we talked about a lot a few weeks ago, but he didn't play last week, which means people didn't pick him up off the waiver wire. He's still a free agent in over 80% of NFL.com leagues. And listen, the Raiders are done with Darren McFadden and Maurice Jones. Drew. That's the past. Murray potentially is the present and the future. They want to see what they have in this kid, and maybe they won't have to target a running back in the draft in 2015. So pick him up and play him
5: based on the matchups.
1: You're sticking with uh, running back position here, Rank. and and Someone that's had a bit of an issue fumbling the ball, but they keep him in there.
5: They keep him in there because the alternative is Trent Richardson. So at that point, you're going to go with this guy, warts and all, and even if he puts the ball on the carpet a few times, they're still going to run him. Pretty much uh, for the whole game. And that's the whole thing. And last week, he didn't have a great matchup against the Redskins, but still went out and put up a pretty good stat line. This week, it should be a lot easier. They've got the Cleveland Browns, who out who have a lot, a lot of fantasy points and running backs this season. So it's rare that you can be in Week 14 and still find a number one running back, and I consider him the top guy there in Indianapolis. But if he's available, you got to pick him up.
1: All right, to the quarterback position, Marcus and Mark Sanchez. So Mark
4: Sanchez here, the guy looks fantastic, obviously on Thanksgiving Day against the Dallas Cowboys. On paper, the matchup against Seattle this week doesn't look great, but we've seen the Seahawks look very different away from the Pacific Northwest this season, not to mention the fact that the Eagle offense really is rolling right now, whether it's throwing the ball to Jeremy Macklin and Jordan Matthews, or it's giving it to LaShawn McCoy. There's a whole lot for defensive coordinators to think about, and Mark Sanchez making a lot of good decisions throwing the football right now, and he's a guy that Maybe if you have some hurt and uh, some, some issues, at your quarterback spot is a good option
2: for you.
1: Fabs, I think you're probably going to uh, somebody that's going to have to be snagged with the number one waiver wire spot this week.
2: He will be a very popular pickup off the waiver wire, and of course, that's Kenny Stills. 162 yards, over 22 fantasy points last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's a free agent in about 90% of NFL.com leagues. We know Brandon Cooks is out for the year, and Kenny Stills has benefited from his absence. In they're playing the Panthers this week, guys. Yeah. Great matchup.
1: I mean, you look at uh, nearly 10 points, his last three. It's the best playoff schedule for any receiver. If you have the number one slot, I would say this is the guy you And he's to been get. even
2: better in PPR leagues, yeah. too. 58 points in his last three games in PPR.
1: Dante Moncrief, a uh, rookie wide receiver, add him to the group, huh, right?
5: Yeah, well, if you miss out on stills and want to find somebody who's going to be targeted an awful lot, Moncrief is certainly that guy. Now, it's pretty clear T.Y. Hilton is the number one guy for the Colts but Moncrief has now emerged as the number two guy because Reggie Wayne is now just the thing of the past. He's somebody who has been passed by by both oh, of these so guys. Bold. Listen, it happened.
1: He did it. He did it. Ageism. Ageism here on the fantasy line set. Did he not do it
5: to Marvin Harrison? He did. He did. It just happens. It's a cycle of life.
1: Turnabout is fair play. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Absolutely.
5: So, again, I would go stills one. If not, Moncrief's a great
1: option. Colt McCoy at the quarterback position for you, Marcus.
5: Yeah, he was slinging it around last week like he was
4: back in the burnt orange again in Austin, (laughs) Texas. That's what he looked like. Granted, granted, granted the the Colts had jumped out to a pretty significant lead, and they gave McCoy, obviously, a lot of opportunities to throw. But this is a week where I, I like the way he's spreading the ball around. You see him getting it to Logan Paulson there. He's getting it down the field to Deshaun Jackson. Maybe even he can revive Pierre Garçon a little bit. I forget the fact that the Rams destroyed the Raiders last week because, well, Raiders. But uh, Colt McCoy is the guy who has a chance to bounce back this week.
1: Uh, I'm glad you brought up Colt McCoy because he was playing the Indianapolis Colts, and it gives us an opportunity, gentlemen, to talk. Some Johnny football. That's right. Got in there, scored nearly 10 fantasy points on a single drive that included a fumble, although it was ruled, I believe, it's was a botched snap. But cool. the point being, it is a good playoff schedule for Johnny football and the Cleveland Browns, the Colts this week, and you still have the Panthers on that list as well. So if you have, let's say you had Nick Foles and you've been trying to deal with Ryan Tannehill or Mark Sanchez or something, because this young man knows how to use his legs, because they have a good running game, because they have a good offensive line, and oh, Oh Yeah, Josh Gordon only managed to put up the most points for a fantasy wide receiver last year despite missing two weeks with Jason Campbell as his quarterback for a (laughs) couple weeks. He's got great weapons. He uses his legs. This could be a no-brainer pickoff for the playoff run, and you want to talk about upsetting the apple cart in your fantasy league if that would you snatch Johnny Football oh, and win so a Super amazing. Bowl. would yes. be remarkable. He
5: shows he can get the ball to receivers too. I know he yeah. draws a lot of comparisons to like Tim Tebow and Terrell Pryor, no. but this guy can he actually can throw. throw the football, and that's the one misconception about him. So, so he's a
2: great option. If Tebow can make an impact and Pryor can make an impact, and they don't have the same arm as Manzel, but they can run the ball like Manzel. Johnny Football's got loads of upside, yeah, and again, whoa, whoa. Josh, Jordan,
1: did you just do this Gordon, for Johnny Josh, Football? Don't
5: ever do that.
1: If you want some of our Come deep course. waiver wire targets for the week, no, it's gig, em. You gig them. Em. You can't That's hook them. You
0: can't. That's
1: what I was saying.
0: What's going on? What is happening around
1: here? Slash now. That's nflcom now to download the app for free. We'll be dishing out additional players exclusively for NFL Now users. Oh, wait, I understood I, did, I get it.
5: I got it backwards. After it their
1: game. abysmal Thanksgiving Day performances, can you trust Romo or Kaepernick in the fantasy playoffs? Find out when we reveal our top starts for Week 14. You. You are watching NFL Fantasy Live. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, we saw some monster fantasy performances in week 13, but which of them can you trust when your season's on the line? We'll tell you who's the real deal and who's a fantasy mirage. Plus, fantasy playoffs mean win or go home. Our list of top week 14 matchups is sure to help you achieve lineup nirvana. And finding a good tight end this year, well, it's been slim picking. So we're busting out the Week 14 schedule to find you the top tight end matchups. NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. Matt Money Smith here with Akbar, Adam, and Fabs. Remember, you can always tweet the show at NFL Fantasy. Gentlemen, uh, plenty of overachievers in Week 13. So let's help the fans figure out whether or not they were the real deal or a fantasy Favs get it started. Ryan Fitzpatrick, six touchdowns, 75 points. How about it? We're starting this week against the Jags, right? <laughs> no, One, well, no. I mean, Why this was like a that? one-time what? thing. Hold on.
2: what? Who? Fitzpatrick had the best game he's ever going to have in fantasy. Ever. 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 Now, would you pick him up off the waiver wire if you needed a quarterback nope. and maybe get a little Fitz magic? Huh?
1: Huh?
2: Uh, I guess so, but I'm not sold, man. I think this was a once-in-a-lifetime performance. The Jaguars are his opponent this week. They're playing very well at home against quarterbacks, so if you need a QB, pick him up. Again, maybe the magic will still be there, but I just You're don't trust no. him. I don't um, trust him. See
1: those 3.8% that know better than you, Fab? They're taking you down in the playoffs by starting <laughs> by it. when bad. he has
5: 10 points this week. We'll
1: see how that goes. Uh, let's go Matt Ryan. Yes, Adam man. Ray.
5: I'm going to say he was a mirage. There are still a lot of problems with that offensive line, and although he had a great performance last week against the Arizona Cardinals, I don't anticipate him being able to walk into Lambeau Field this week and having the same kind of success because, Matt, you've said this before, that Packers defense is just a different animal at home, and I see Monday night, I see a dome team going out there in the cold and just not performing well, and if you want to risk your fantasy fortunes on Matt Ryan on Monday night in Lambeau Field in the cold. You're a lot braver than I am, and I
1: live in the danger zone. I would, uh, Mr. Danger Zone, I would flip it, say, take that Packer defense with that leaky offensive line of Atlanta. Kobe Fleener, no Dwayne Allen, and uh, Akbar Fleener put up the big points again.
3: Well, I knew several weeks ago that Kobe Fleener was was starting to get into it. You could tell the way he was running his routes, the way he looked come from this offense, and now all of a sudden, against the Washington Redskins, it all came together. Of course, now, with no Dwayne Allen, like you mentioned, he's really that guy. He's the third most targeted uh, guy on the team. So, of course, You have T.Y. Hilton, Reggie Wayne, and then there's Colby Fleener. So this only makes sense for you to play him. We saw what he did against the New England Patriots in week 11. He put up big numbers there, too. So look for him to stand out. He's real. He's
1: real. Better quarterback throwing to him. The uh, (laughs) the other side of the ball, Jordan Reed was no slouch.
2: Jordan uh, Reed is real, and he is spectacular when he's actually healthy. Uh, This is a guy who had a ton of targets, double-digit targets last week. And the tight end position is just garbage this year, guys. I mean, Jimmy Graham, how many points did he have last week? Zero. Zero. So it's very hard to find a consistently good and productive tight end. But if someone dropped Jordan Reed, pick him up. He is a tight end one moving forward, again, as long
5: as he can stay healthy.
1: Uh, how about a Bell rank? The Lions running back situation has been, well, a conundrum, if you will, all season long.
5: That's why I'm going to have to go back to Mirage for him, too. We've been waiting for him to break out and have a huge game, and it came against the Bears, who had been pretty good against running backs on the ground so far this season. And even though Bell has some favorable matchups this week, he's got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think that defense is playing a lot better than people are giving them credit for. So I don't expect them to be the walkover that a lot of people might. So you saw what they did to Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard last week. So I would shy away from them. I imagine that you got better options off the waiver wire guys like Isaiah Crowell. I would go with them.
1: Double-digit points for Ryan Matthews. They get the Pats at home this week, Akbar. Are you sticking with them or no? I'm
3: not. I think he's a mirage going up against the New England Patriots. They've got a tough schedule. Coming down the stretch here, and they haven't been playing like the San Diego Chargers we saw earlier in the year. I think that this has been—they've been very inconsistent. I know he barely got that touchdown against the uh, the Ravens there. So, I mean, look, 12-12 carries 40 yards, not a lot of production there. I, I don't see him doing well against the New England Patriots, and I don't see him getting into the end zone. Yeah,
1: and if there weren't uh, some just solid waiver wire pickups available that we've seen the last few weeks, you would assume Ryan Matthews would have been like a must start, just not the case because of how good some of these backups have been. I mean, we got to a couple of them earlier today. All right, getting to the uh, fantasy playoffs is one thing, but if you want the title of fantasy champ, no room for error. Up next, we break down the top matchups to help you set the perfect lineup. But first, it's time for our next installment of Behind the Fantasy. We take an inside look at Marcus Grant's struggle to fit in when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Hey, the dapper Marcus Grant, he's fantasy football's
5: tubs to Michael Fabiano's Crockett. Expert analysis in a nice suit, an expensive tie, and swanky Italian cuffs. But Marcus wasn't always so fashionable. This is his story behind the fantasy.
4: When I first started, I realized pretty quickly that there are some big expectations that come with being part of the NFL Fantasy Live crew. All right, guys. Here we go. Let's, uh, let's have a good show, huh, fellas? Oh, my
5: God.
4: What? what what's wrong? I mean, money? Money? I- Akbar, I didn't realize it then, but my life would take a tumble like, well, like socks in a dryer.
2: White socks, Marcus, what are you thinking? Wardrobe, we gotta get you... Go. Oh,
4: shut the front door. To be ostracized like that, it hurt. <laughs> but life has a funny way of showing you opportunities. <laughs> yes. Socks. So many socks. So many
5: colors. What is wrong with you? You think you can handle these socks? You can't handle it. Dude, we're minutes away from here. Get your stuff together! We got a show to put on! Wait. I think these will go with what I got going on. But get it together! He was right. I
4: wasn't acting myself. I had let these socks consume me. I realized then I had to be my own man. to find my own niche and that's exactly what I did.
1: And welcome back to <laughs> NFL Fantasy Live. Like Joined Fox by care. the always yeah. dapper Marcus Grant with a story, uh, well, like a phoenix rising from the ashes. You know, Marcus, I, I, here I you are something. in a white leather chair. Make that pleather.
2: I, yeah. I, I like my own thing. Thank you. I, like yeah. I, I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. A box. That box changed my life. It really and did. by the way, he tied his own bow tie.
1: That's right. He does. That's
4: impressive. Pretty Can you teach me how to do that? Absolutely. absolutely. I love the show. We'll I, doing the we're doing a commercial. We'll work
2: on All right. Hey,
1: Tommy Hilfiger and Hugo Boss. Let's go. It's time to talk about some favorable. Quarterback matchups we like for the week. It's playoff time when the people need our advice. Fabs get us started. Good matchup this week.
2: Let's go Russell Wilson, who has had some bad matchups in the last few weeks, but he's still producing for your fantasy football team. In fact, over his last four games, he is averaging almost 20 fantasy points, and he plays the Eagles this week. I know they stopped Tony Romo last week, and I don't want to really talk about that too much because it's depressing. But, anyways, the Eagles have allowed the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks in the last four weeks. So start Russell Wilson and don't start the guy he's playing, Mark Sanchez.
1: Well, let's go to Tony Romo here, Marcus. Uh, favorable matchup, we think, against the Chicago Bears in Chicago on Thursday night. You good with this?
4: I am good with this. I know you don't want to talk about Romo, Faz, but I will. He was not good on Thanksgiving against the Eagles, but he said he's got to be better. He knows he has to be better for the Cowboys to continue to succeed and get a good spot for the playoffs, and the matchup is fantastic, and I'm normally not a guy who advocates starting players on Thursday night. It always makes me a little bit nervous, but against that Bears secondary, against that Bears defense in general, I think this is a week that Romo bounces back and he finds his targets, especially guys like Des Bryant, maybe even Terrence Williams gets back into the act.
1: Hey, look, if uh, Matt Stafford could find the path right after a (laughs) dismal fantasy season, why not, Tony? Romo Akbar I I cannot believe you're going with Colin Kaepernick after a two-point performance
3: well and and believe it or not I actually have Colin Kaepernick and I'm going to be playing Colin Kaepernick uh yeah right I'm not in the playoffs but look (laughs) if you had the opportunity to make it to the playoffs with Colin Kaepernick consider yourself lucky very very (laughs) lucky and why not stretch that luck one more week in the playoffs going up against the Oakland Raiders? I know that he put up bad numbers last week, but the Raiders team, I mean, it's not even a newsflash or breaking news. They're horrible. They're not good on defense. Colin Kaepernick will have an opportunity to expose this defense and, and let it rip both on the ground and in the air.
1: Yeah, top five points allowed to the quarterback position all season long and through 13 weeks. That's a pretty good sample size. All right, as uh, we shift to the running back position, Fabs, let's keep it going. A running back start you like this week. Yeah,
2: we're going to go to Cleveland and Isaiah Curwell, who, oh, by the way, is now the featured back for the Browns. Because did you see what happened last week after Terrence West fumbled? Oh, the coach was not happy, so Crowell is going to be the guy this week. I like the matchup against the Colts. They've allowed an average of over 21 fantasy points per game the running backs this year, and I expect Crowell to see 18 to 22 touches in this contest. They'll run the ball, they'll run it again, and they'll run it some more, and they'll give the ball to the Alabama State Pro. Wow, that sounds like Thanksgiving. Just keep eating, huh? How about, Feed uh, me.
1: Marcus, <laughs> if you manage to hold on to Rashad Jennings through his injury, it is certain going to pay off here week one of the playoffs.
4: It absolutely has. And I know he had a rough start on his first game back, but he also had a bad matchup that week. Since then, he's been running well. He's running hard. And more importantly, he's getting those touches down near the goal line. So he has chances to get into the end zone and score touchdowns. He's going up against a Titans defense this week that was shredded. Now, mind you, they were shredded through the air by Ryan Fitzpatrick, but they've also been beat up on the ground by opposing running backs Jennings has been the most consistent thing going for the Giants offensively I expect him like Crowell to be fed
3: repeatedly and have a very big game. that's because he sleeps in the hyperbaric chamber hey
4: Michael Jackson did that too right <laughs> but Roll you know, tide. wait a minute I, it's Michael tied.
3: Jackson. I, <laughs> easy buddy but I do like Mark Ingram this week and he's going up against the Carolina Panthers you know that the Saints right now I mean look that entire NFC South division is horrible and they're fighting to stay alive to make it to the top there and they're going to do it by giving mark ingram the ball when they win games it's because mark ingram is running the ball and he's got 100 plus yards except for that 49ers game that went into overtimes but you get the point feed him the ball you'll win you'll continue to be competitive in that nfc south if yeah. you want to call it that, competitive.
1: Well, hey, you're still going to get a playoff berth, regardless of uh, what your record is, if you win that division. And you mentioned the 100 yards, four of his last six, and that Panthers defense considerably better the last season than it is this year. And he put it on the Panthers even the last they, uh, they, two they win jumps. Yeah, they win yeah. When,
3: they, when
1: he runs it. Um, let's go to the wide receiver position. A, uh, a gentleman, we'll say, a pass catcher that you trust, Fabs.
2: Odell Beckham. Uh, I know he didn't have a huge game in standard leagues this past week, but in PPR, he was very strong. And Beckham overall has played extremely well. 593 receiving yards in the last five weeks. That's most of the National Football League. Yeah, you should do your hair like that, Akbar. (laughs) Oh, no, wait a minute. Sorry about that. And this week, he plays the Titans. And the Titans just gave up six touchdowns to Ryan Fitzpatrick, of all people. So start ODB, start him with confidence in a game where I don't like Eli but I do like the rookie.
1: From uh, one rookie Bayou Bengal to the next, uh, you're going to go with his teammates at LSU Jarvis Landry, Marcus.
4: I am because he has really started to emerge in the Dolphins offense in the last couple of weeks. He's had double-digit targets in each of the last two games. You see what he did on Monday 98 catches 68 yards. So especially in PPR League, he's really become an outstanding option to have. And He's kind of become a little bit more reliable than Mike Wallace even in that offense. Ryan Tannehill is finding ways to get Jarvis Landry the ball, and he's got a fantastic matchup coming up this week. Landry's a guy that you can still find on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues grab him if he's still available, plug him in at least as a flex spot, you can get some good numbers out of
1: him. Well, it's interesting here. Selfishly speaking, I have both Jarvis Landry and Calvin Benjamin, and we'll be deciding between the two for my flex spot. So, Akbar, uh, Marcus just sold me. You sell me.
3: I'm going to tell you to go with uh, Calvin Benjamin. Calvin Benjamin, 110 targets. That's a lot of opportunities. That's 47 more than any of the other wide receivers they have there. So, not only do they not have a run game, not only do they not have another wide receiver to go through, he is the only wide receiver, and there's no one to really stop him especially not the new orleans saints who've been struggling in the past defense so cam cam newton is going to be looking for kelvin benjamin often uh this is a big game for for kelvin benjamin a
1: bounce back game fabs you want to break the tie who do i start Kelvin Benjamin. Kelvin Benjamin. Benjamin? Benjamin, really? Yeah. Baltimore. Over a
2: thousand yards. People don't
1: realize. Over a thousand Baltimore's yards this season. The I know. And ten plus hard.
2: touchdowns. He'll have. That I at like Josh Landry too, but, but and the track record yeah, this year. I guess
1: I want the 110 targets. All right. The tight end position, thank you, gentlemen, has been one of the trickiest to get right this year. Who can you trust when your season is on the line? We'll tell you which tight ends have the best Week 14 matchups after this.
3: I see you, Nick Eddie, behind us.
1: Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bo's Money here with all the dudes. It is win or go home for a number of fantasy leagues and maybe a lot of teams trying to get into the playoffs. So let's get to the always tricky tight end position. Fabs, give us a matchup you like this week that the people can trust.
2: Well, I always pick on Martellus Bennett because he's good in September and then after that he's not so good. But But, last week put up a good number. He's playing his old team on Thursday night. By the way, we will be there. That's right. And the Cowboys have given up the fourth most fantasy points in tight end, so... Star tell Bennett. Yes, yeah, I said Yes,
1: who is back in the Vikings lineup, Marcus Grant. It
4: is December. Back. That means it's time for Rudolph the Red Zone Reindeer. Oh, got, come oh, on. It's great. Horrible. He looked fan. He's, look, he's looked better in his last Get couple weeks back. Next he tape. had the
5: touchdown You're last week. you done talking. So Delaney, Delaney Walker the, is a guy that I like this <laughs> week. <laughs> the you Jets like Delaney, Delaney Walker, bad rank. against tight ends. All right, I'm here's done. I do. terrible. I look at the tight ends and I go, if he was bad last week, it'll mean he will be good this week. That's the way the tight end position has been going. You can't trust these guys week to week. So I look for the guy who was lousy last week, and then I go with them. So Delaney Walker, okay. great matchup. It's, hey, Terrible it, last works. week.
1: Going with him this week. Vernon Davis. Yes. That's just the hear me philosophy. out. Just, just hear me
3: out. Look, Vernon okay. Davis hasn't been very good. In fact, this is the worst <laughs> season he's put up since his so year. I'm going to talk more so about on, Delaney hold Walker. Hold on. Let me tell you this. Let me just tell you this. Almost every tight end that's gone up against the Raiders have scored. So I believe that this is going to be the game where Vernon Davis steps out and has his only big game. So this is the only time that you can play him. This is like a, one of those Cyber Monday deals. You get it, to <laughs> the hell, and
1: that's it. Uh, I'm going to go with Jordan Reed. I don't know if you see the numbers here, gentlemen. Nine receptions, Jordan Reed? 123 what? yards. He is a load to deal with for linebackers because he's too fast. He's hard for safeties to deal with because he's what? Too big! That's why you start Jordan Reed this week, and that is going to do it for us here. But he was good last week. Today he was great last week. So why not ride the hot hand? Tune in tomorrow for all of Michael Fabiano's.
3: And if you ever him.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish spring,